Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supaz. I hope you're having a phenomenal summer so far. And thank you for listening in. It really means a lot to me. I know I say it every episode, but the podcast has really become a place where I just get to talk about the things I'm passionate about. And the reason I have this podcast is because I always have been a person who wants to help others. And it is my goal to help entrepreneurs who have a chronic illness or are going through some kind of life event or really reach their goals, reach their dreams, become exponentially successful and have the life that they've always wanted that doesn't feel possible as someone with a chronic illness in corporate or, you know, like just trying to do life the way that has been told that it has to be. So that is what I am going to chat about today. That is the underlying why of my whole entire business of everything that I do. And so I really wanted to make an episode about growing your business with a chronic illness and give you some tips and strategies and some tangible things you can do, but also things that have really helped me and let you know, you know, kind of the background, the behind the scenes of really growing a multiple six-figure business with a chronic illness. So there's a few things. I'm actually going to share eight things with you, but the first one, and I mentioned this in a bunch of episodes, is understanding your limitations. And it really is so important to be self-aware of your physical limitations, but also your mental ones. <laughs> so like that means making sure that you're not staying on meetings way too long or that you're not staying up all night working on something that you're super excited about, but then you're burning out for three or four days. You know, we all have unique situations. It depends on what chronic illness you have. So I can't really give a tangible list of examples of what this can look like for you. But it is so important as someone who is chronically ill to be able to look inwards and think about what does my body need? What do I need as a human alongside of what do I need to be successful and what does my business need? Because sometimes they could be the opposite. And so it really takes a lot of work and effort to have that kind of harmonious balance between the two. But you can start by just understanding your limitations and then looking for the unique ways that you can solve them. The second, and this one we all get sick of hearing, but it really is prioritizing your health. And this is, I'm saying this in a way that is towards your business. So There can be so many different things that I can mention, but for example, a sit-stand desk or a walking treadmill under your desk or having electrolytes and water and whatever beside you. These are literally things I'm looking at in my office right now. There is a walking pad treadmill thing under my desk. I have a sit-stand desk. I have an ergonomic chair. I have the mouse pad cushioning things. I have a whole thing of electrolytes. I have a two liter bottle of water. I have hand lotion. You know, my supplements are on my desk because it will remind me to take them. But it's not just like, yes, eat well, move your body, 
personality, all of that kind of thing that we talk about all the time. But it's also about when it comes to working as someone with a chronic illness, you're going to need different things than maybe a regular person with no illnesses, no pain, no nothing would need. A sit-stand desk is crucial because as someone, for me, especially as someone with a chronic illness who is in a lot of pain and has constant pain, I can sit here for 8 to 12 hours and then be like, oh my gosh, why is my body in so much pain? Why am I so exhausted? Why does my neck hurt and my arm hurt and my back hurt and my legs hurt? And I mean, and I did it in the past. I learned from experience because I wasn't prioritizing my body. And, you know, it can feel fine when you're sitting there, but it's going to cause pain later. So prioritize your health when it comes to your business. The next one, and don't worry, we're gonna get to some big ones coming up, but these are kind of the first few things that you can do when you're either growing your business or taking it to the next level. You're going through that period where it's like, okay, we are crunch time now. It's kind of like hustle, you know, and I I don't fully subscribe to hustle mentality, but there are moments in your business where you just gotta go hard. And so I'm starting with those things because these are little things that you can tweak to make a massive difference in growing your business as someone with a chronic illness. So the next one is is time management strategies. This one literally can make or break you. It's insane. But breaking tasks into manageable chunks, setting realistic timelines, using productivity tools, all of those things will cut hours out of your day and help you actually be able to stay focused and present in the things that you're doing instead of juggling a zillion things on your to-do list, trying to figure out what to do and just taking the first three off the top when those might have not even moved your business forward. There is an 80-20 rule that I heard recently on a podcast and I can't remember the name of it, but essentially 80% of all sales on Amazon are from 20% of businesses. 80% of wealth in the world is from 20% of the people. 80% of things you see on Instagram are from 20% of the creators. That 80-20 thing makes a lot of sense when it comes to your business, right? Out of your to-do list, 80% of it isn't going to move your business forward. It's going to be little things like making sure the invoices are filled out correctly, sending out the paperwork, making sure your return your Amazon, like all of those things. 20% of your to-do list is going to astronomically move your business forward. Things like sending the cold DMs or sales intro message or booking the coffee chats that will lead to sales, whatever it is for your business is so important. So you need to be able to manage your time so that you can get to those 20% of things that sometimes feel really hard so that you can move your business forward 80%. I hope that made sense. This one is massive. So if you are wanting to make this your thing, if you want to leave your day job, if you've already left your day job and your business is making some income, but you want to take it to the next level, if you're looking to move from six to seven figures, you need to hone in on this tip and it is delegating and outsourcing I literally have this thing in business, actually in myself in general, is if I know somebody else can do it, I don't want to do it. Like literally, when it comes to cooking, I hate cooking. And I used to not mind it, but I've realized it's because somebody else can do it. And when somebody else is doing something that I don't have to do, I can spend my time growing my business exponentially in a way that other people can't do for me. You know, cleaning my house. Things like that, (laughs) my mind is blanking on all of the things, but like cleaning my house, I actually do my laundry, but it's another one I probably should delegate. Cooking, when it comes to your business, answering your emails, scheduling your appointments, packing up welcome gifts, packing up Amazon returns, all of those types of things, 
should be handled by somebody else if you're looking to scale. If you're looking to scale, you need to be paying attention every single day to things that you're doing that somebody else could be doing that aren't taking your business to the next level. And I know that's really hard when you're starting a new business and you don't have the funds. But listen, I hired Alexa, my now vice president, in month two of my business to literally make little graphics for our podcast clients for five hours a month. I'm pretty sure. Or it might have been five hours a week. I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure it was like five hours a month. I hired her at a very low rate on Upwork. I believe it was honestly like six or seven dollars per hour USD. So that gives you an idea. Let me just say she's not making that anymore. (laughs) But that is what I hired her at. And it was to just make graphics. I didn't need somebody who was amazing. That's what I got. I got lucky. But all I needed was a human body to take the work that I had done, put it through a software that took a lot of time and was wasting my time because it would crash and would do things, etc. And then have the output. So it was literally, I needed a human body to do things for me. It turns out she was phenomenal. I got super lucky and she now helps run the business. But it was the first step of me delegating. You know, it was really quick then. I hired content specialists, engagement specialists, support specialists really fast. And that is because I'm looking to scale. I'm not looking to be a solopreneur. I want to be sick and successful and I want to have a business that supports me in all aspects of life. If I need to be in the hospital, Right now, my business would technically run itself. By that, I mean, obviously, my amazing leadership team would run the business, but I don't have to be here day in and day out. I'm able to take July and August off this year because I have a business that is outside of the box and I've delegated and outsourced all of the things that I can't do. So to give you context, what is left in my business that I do is this podcast, Marketing Things Like That getting out on stages, speaking to audiences, networking, all of that kind of stuff has to be me. And then also sales. So coffee chats with potential clients, entrepreneurs, networking, again, networking online, speed networking events, like the one we have coming up in September. We will link it in the show notes below. Make sure if you're an entrepreneur, you join us because it is so, so much fun. And you might meet your business bestie or a client in that group. But networking, all of those types of things. So essentially sales and big picture, visionary management, CEO type style things. So I'm not really doing any of the invoicing things anymore. I am not checking the if clients are getting things in on time or if content specialists are getting things in on time. If there's an issue with clients, I am their big picture, but really my team is taking care of it. And you can start small. You can start as small as five hours a month to have somebody do something that just takes you a lot of time. Let's say you're packaging welcome gifts. Let's say you're deleting a lot of junk mail out of your email or you're using AI to give you ideas for your own podcast or whatever it is. You can have somebody take five hours off of your plate. And a little bit of a shameless plug here is SNS does have a virtual assistant agency and we have phenomenal virtual assistants who can help you do that, who can take five hours off of your plate a month and you can spend a little bit of money more money. Honestly, your time is money. So less money than you would be doing it yourself because you could be taking your business to the next level. So if you're interested in that, just feel free to DM me info at snscreative.ca. That is my email address. And just say, hey, I'm interested in virtual assistance. Can we chat? But no matter who you get it through, if it's Upwork, if it's through us, if it's through somebody you know that lives somewhere or a student throughout the summer, I highly encourage you to delegate and outsource way before you think you're ready. The next is building a supportive network. This one is one that I can totally record a full podcast episode about because 
entrepreneurship is lonely. Um, but really, I need to stress the importance of connecting with other entrepreneurs, mentors, peers, all who understand the unique challenges of running a business and going a level above that, if you can find all of those people who understand the challenges of running a business while having a chronic illness, while managing a chronic illness, power to you. But you need people around you in your corner to rah, rah, rah you up when you need it and to hold you up when you need it in the other way, like to support you when you're up and support you when you're down. It is the game changer for me when I really started networking and finding those those areas where I can invest in containers where there would be like-minded people. So currently I'm in a mastermind that I pay for that has four other entrepreneurs that have marketing businesses. I have paid for a monthly membership that had a much bigger network of entrepreneurs in it. I have been in one-on-one coaching. There's been so many different things. And I've I've started free networking groups like the speed networking event. I've also been in free masterminds. There's so many different Facebook groups even. You can find Facebook groups. Even this SNS community, there's so many of us that are sick and successful. So find them, find those people because you can't do this on your own. The next one is what really helped me change the game. And I honestly believe and I attribute it to me going from zero to 100 right at the beginning is adapting my business model. And this is something that I talk about with so many entrepreneurs that don't understand thinking outside of the box because they don't have a chronic illness and they've never been put in a position where, you know, they're in a hospital for two weeks and they can't work or they have a launch or something like that or a really important client meeting and they can't make it. You have something that changes the way that you need to work. That's it. It doesn't have to be much bigger than that. Because of my illness, I then structured my business in a way that we don't have office hours. A client can't expect to message me at 9 a.m. and get a response at 9.10. I've never had that kind of business. They know, and it is in our How We Work document, that we have a two-business-day response turnaround. Do we usually respond within a few hours max? Yes, because we are a global team and we're in different time zones. But they know we're sick and successful. Weekends, nobody's getting a response. And that's kind of taboo for a marketing, a digital marketing business. You know, I'm saying nobody's getting a response. Still, sometimes we will respond because we're on Slack, but nobody's expecting a response on a weekend. No, we're not brain surgeons. We're not rocket scientists. Nobody's going to die because you don't get a response within a few hours. And we've had clients who feel that way. And guess what? See you later, alligator. (laughs) Bye, Karen. I'm sorry for all the Karens listening, but actually like you're not going to fit here if you don't understand that there's boundaries set in place for our employees to have a healthy work environment. And for me as the CEO to be able to thrive in this business, I also made sure that everybody who works with us either has a chronic illness, takes care of someone with a chronic illness, or is a stay-at-home mom. As we're growing, it's harder to make sure, especially for some of the like entry-level roles that the people are you know, that they have a chronic illness or all of those things. Because obviously I'm not going to hire someone only because they have a chronic illness. You need to be extremely talented. But that was the basis of SNS. And it was because those of us who are sick and successful, those of us who have chronic illness and stay-at-home moms, we're built different, right? We're built different. There's just something about us that makes us be able to not only recognize that we need to look outside the box. Now, we we don't even realize there is a box. And so structure your business like that. Adapt your business model. Find ways that you can accommodate your health needs. You know, offer remote services, offer accommodations, create passive income streams so that you can be 
sick and successful. Can you tell I'm passionate about this topic? (laughs) In and alongside that one, the next one, second last one is develop a resilient mindset. You are not going to make it as somebody who is chronically ill and wants to have a big boom in business without developing a resilient mindset. And it's because you're going to get thrown down to the ground over and over and over and over again. So you need to find strategies to cultivate that mindset, which, you know, we've talked about it in other episodes, just an episode recently about practicing gratitude, but other things like focusing on small wins, celebrating them, finding ways to not just be like, okay, I hit that next milestone. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Cause you're going to burn out. And we know as chronic illness warriors that we burn out quicker and longer and harder is something that I did over time is really learned how to see my setbacks and see the downwards rides of the roller coaster of entrepreneurship and learn from them. When a client leaves, I used to take it really personally. And you know, clients leave for all different reasons. Most of our clients stay with us really long, but a client can leave because of budgetary constraints, because of the market, because they're shifting to a different type of business. There's so many reasons. And it is very rare, very, very rare. I can count on like a finger when a client is unhappy with our work and we will do whatever we can to make sure that never happens. It's one of our values to go above and beyond for the customer. But even when a customer was like, I love you guys, you guys are phenomenal. You changed my business. Thank you so much. It's just right now, this is the season where you know we make less or whatever it is. It would hurt my heart and I would start panicking and I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we need to find new clients. I don't know, can I do this? Like, And I would just go into the spiral and it would not only affect me, it would affect my team, especially my VP because she's my right hand woman. But it would, you know, it, it would show up in the amount of clients we would get in the work we were doing, even if I didn't mean to. As a CEO, it's my job to steer this ship when it comes to morale, when it comes to excitement. And when it comes to all of those things. And so if I was getting thrown off track because a client left, the whole ship was getting thrown off track. And so I've really found a way to have that resilient mindset in business and just be like, we got this, let's go. We got this, let's go. And that's same with chronic illness. So like, I'll get thrown down. I'll be sick. I won't feel good. I'll get a thousandth cold (laughs) or my allergies will be hitting me or whatever. And I I, I got this. I will go back to the second one of prioritizing my health and understanding my limitations and then come back to my resilient mindset. I got this. Let's go. I got this. Let's go. And, you know, there's so many things you really need that mindset for, not just clients, employees as well, because as you grow and as you really, really hit the next level in your business, hitting your first six figure or going from six figures to seven figures or multiple six figures, whatever it is, you're going to come up with so much resistance, so much hardship. Honestly, the best way to grow as a person, as a human, as a personal development journey is by owning a business. So having that resilient mindset and just saying like, this is business. Oh, you left the company, you quit because you found a better job. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Oh, you're only here for three hours a week and you don't really care about this business, but you still give your all because that's a requirement. But like this business isn't your whole wide world. Amazing. It doesn't need to be your whole wide world. I'm talking about our employees, not you. Your business needs to be, you know, a big portion of your mind. But like I'm talking about my attitude when it comes to people. A client leaves 
power to you. Congratulations. I hope wherever you're going in the next step of your journey is amazing. Thank you for choosing us while you are here and just allowing it to go, allowing it to flow and being in that state of flow and resilience is literally every time that I can get myself back in that state, business flourishes, like literally flourishes. And then I'll find myself coming back into the like, oh no, I'm stressed and this happened and that happened. Literally, you can see the dial turn down on our business growth. It's insane. And I know this because I am so attuned to our business and to my mindset. And so I can understand what's going on. And that's where I understand my limitations. So all of these come into play. Last but not least, seeking professional help. And I'm not just talking about therapy. I was going to say I'm not talking about therapy, but like, do it. (laughs) Therapy will help. But I'm talking about all of the other ways of help. So I'm talking about a business coach, maybe a support group, a mastermind, a therapist, a like whatever you need to support your growth. I'm not just talking about outsourcing, like we talked about before, delegating and outsourcing. I'm talking about getting help so that you're not the only person making decisions, going through the emotional waves of being an entrepreneur and being someone with a chronic illness. Having someone there that isn't your friend or your partner to go through some of the tough things and and the celebrations, like a business coach, someone who can pump you up and and help steer your ship with you. It is a game changer. Don't be scared to invest in your business. Let me say that again. Don't be scared to invest in your business because there is a ceiling of how far you're going to be able to take it alone. And you're going to hit that ceiling real, real quick if you're motivated and a type A personality like I am. And you probably are because you're listening to this podcast. If you start your business and you think, I'm going to just do this all by myself forever and I'm going to get to seven figures, guarantee you, you're not going to get to seven figures alone. You need support. Why not shave five years of university off of your plate and just hire a coach who has a university degree? Why not shave all of the struggle of trying to figure out how to sell and market and blah, 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 and hire a business coach? Set that firm foundation for yourself and have a partner holding your hand. Yes, it might cost you 10, 15, 20, whatever K, And it sounds like big numbers. I know I'm just spitting those out there because that is in and around what a business coach is going to charge. I personally, um, right now I don't have any openings, but I personally charge 15K for six months of business coaching. If you're interested in ever hiring me as your business coach, you can send an uh, email to info at snscreative.ca. As of now, I don't think we have any openings or I have any openings until 2024. But if you're interested in inquiring about that, feel free to send us an email. Anyways, that's in and around how much you're going to charge. Of course, there's going to be payment plans. And I guarantee you, your business is not going to look like it did when it started. My business has completely shifted since I hired my business coach in January. And it's for the better. We have probably dozens of new clients. I'm just estimating, but I'm pretty sure in and around at least a dozen. So that is that for you today. Here's some tangible tips, some tangible strategies for you to take your business to the next level as somebody who is chronically ill. Can you do me a favor? If you're listening to this podcast right now, can you please pause and go review it on Apple? If you don't know how, you just kind of scroll to the bottom, I'm pretty sure, and then you go and give five stars and write a review. It helps me so, 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 so much. And if you liked this episode, screenshot it and share it on your social media platform and tag me at for period the period success so I can reshare with my audience. 
I want to see who you are. I want to see that you're listening. I know that everybody says this at the end of their podcast episodes, but literally, I want to know who you are so I can create more phenomenal content for you. Remember, dream big, it's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Ah.